Welcome to this week's edition of Ocean Allison, where I bring you the best in ocean science, education, and conservation through conversations with people who are creating positive change for the ocean. Ocean Advocate is David Stover. David is a co-founder of Boreo Skateboards, a sustainably-minded company turning recycled fishing nets into skateboard decks. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Allison. Thanks for having us. Yeah, very excited to talk with you today and learn all about Boreo and share it with my listeners. For listeners, to give you guys a little bit of background, I've been following Boreo and what they've been doing for a few years now, always super intrigued by what they've got going on. You guys might remember a few episodes back, I had Rob Machado, pro surfing icon, on the show. And when I asked him about some trends in the surfing industry, some products that were coming out that were really interesting to him in terms of ocean stewardship and environmental consciousness, he almost immediately brought up Boreo skateboards and was talking about how great it was. And so I reached out to Boreo, and here we are with David on the show. So like I mentioned earlier, Boreo is removing fishing nets from the ocean and turning them into skateboards. We all know that fishing nets are a huge problem plaguing our oceans right now. They can destroy habitats, they can harm wildlife, all these not good things for our ocean. But what Boreo is doing, they are turning this into a positive. They are trying to take that negative, turn it into a positive. And that's what this show is all about, people doing positive things for the ocean. So David, I want to ask you first to explain to our listeners and myself, really, how this all got started. How was this project of taking fishing nets and doing something positive with them initiated? You have two other co-founders, Ben and Kevin, and I know that this could not be an easy endeavor, you know, thinking about removing nets from the ocean sounds really difficult to me. So how did you guys get that started and have the motivation to get over what I'm sure must have been quite a few hurdles in figuring this out. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely give you a little backstory there. I mean, I think um, first off, we like to say we like to keep fishing nets out of the ocean um, because our programs now are focused on working with local fishermen to provide disposal points for their nets because the root of the problem, similar to other plastic pollution, is that the waste is mismanaged and eventually winds up in the ocean. So we're definitely focused on the effort to connect with the fishermen and the source of those nets and to keep them from from getting into the ocean. But, you know, as a start, I, I think probably similar to yourself, Allison, you know, we're just super interested in taking care of our natural environment. And, you know, as a small team, you know, we were founded on friends that like to travel and surf and enjoy being in clean environments. And, you know, in 2012, we started to kind of explore the issues that were facing the ocean and kind of ask questions about our personal and business life as well and our careers, just if we were happy with what we were doing. And we were all kind of, I guess, quote unquote, successful in the sense that we had corporate jobs. Kevin was working in design, Ben in sustainability consulting and myself in finance. But one thing we realized was that, you know, we had all these greater ideas in life and wanted to be part of a solution somehow. And have more purpose in our work. So we started to explore really the issue of plastic pollution in the ocean. We were exposed to it through surfing and through being in the water. 
you know, at home in the Northeast, we kind of all come from the Northeast in the U.S. And really in all of our travels, one thing that always resounded with us was no matter where we went, you come across this issue of plastic pollution in the ocean. And so we started to ask questions and research and follow the work of Captain Charles Moore and his exploration in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch in the Pacific Ocean and the work of the Five Gyres team in kind of exposing the impact of plastic on the ocean. And, you know, it was kind of during that period in 2013, Ben had relocated down to Chile and was doing some consulting work actually for the government there based on innovation and looking at solutions. And one of the areas he was studying was the wild caught fishing industry. And we were chatting about, you know, sources of impacts to the environment. Obviously there's issues with actually taking fish from the marine environment, but then actually looking at their waste sources um, and started to ask some questions there about what happens to the waste from the fishing industry. And what we found out was that actually about 10% of the waste in the ocean, the plastic waste in the ocean was coming from these fishing practices and that fishermen around the world, 99% of them are using kind of these polymer based materials or plastic based nets, even though they look fabric and soft, these are nylons and polypropylenes and polyethylenes. So we basically pitched a project to the government of Chile early 2013 to set up uh, the first kind of recycling and collection program for fishing nets along the coast of South America, where we would work with the fishermen to prevent this waste from getting in the ocean. And then in turn, our job then was to take the waste and put it into a positive product, um, a program that we call Net Positiva. And, you know, that's kind of, as you mentioned, up and running now, where we've launched two skateboards now into market. Um, we've worked with some partners to put out a line of sunglasses and we're kind of rushing to find solutions for this abundance of waste that we're collecting through our programs now. And so can you describe in the sense of the materials, the raw materials, can you describe the process of taking a fishing net and turning it into a skateboard deck? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I think probably different than a lot of other larger companies, like because one, because we're small and two, because we have to, we're really vert vertically integrated where, you know, Ben on our team lives full time in Chile and he's actually managing the fishing communities and managing the collection there. Um, and then we oversee that all the way through the design of the board into working with the manufacturer to manufacture the board and then deliver it to customers. We handle all the sales channels as well. So the process of the material starts at a local level with local fishermen along the coast of Chile. We're, we're working in about 14 communities now based in, in the south of Chile in, in a little town called Cochogue. And in Chile, the materials are collected at these fishing ports and we we help them develop these kind of recycle bins for the larger companies it could be just an area where they're stockpiling the nets sometimes they're kind of steel containers where we put the nets into and then for the smaller artisanal sometimes they're like head high wooden structures that have um, big sacks in them that they can kind of collect their nets into and then from all these collection points we aggregate the material and transport it to a recycler in Santiago in Chile. And the nets are, picture the nets going into a blender. So you take all this fabric and you're um, ripping it up and left with what would look like if you opened a pillow and you saw the cotton or the feathers come out. That's what the nylon fibers look like. So that's kind of condensed within a drum. And then under pressure and heat, that's brought into what they call a pelletizer. So it's drawn out into a picture of like a thick spaghetti strand of plastic. 
and that's coming from what happens when you melt down the nets that's being chopped up into little pellets or nurdles um, in the ocean community. They're often referred to as mermaid tears because they're pieces of plastic from the industry that often can get into the water. But our mermaid tears are kind of, I'd say, reclaimed where, you know, the material is put back into that form. And then we take that nurdle or plastic pellet, recycled plastic pellet, and inject it into a steel mold cavity, which is in the shape of our board. One thing that I've always really liked about your company is the name Boreo, and it's a pretty unique name. And for a while, I didn't know what it meant or where it came from. I just knew I liked the word. Can you give us a little insight as to where the name Boreo comes from and how it aligns with your mission? Yeah, sure. I mean, you're actually doing a fabulous job at uh, pronunciation as well, because most people, we get a lot of Boreo or um, how do you say that or is it? Bura, and so Boreo is, is the correct pronunciation there. And yeah, I mean, we, we certainly drew inspiration from being in Chile. You know, we were founded based on a grant from the government there. And we always say that we aren't still working in Chile because that's where the problem only is. You know, this is a global problem, as you know. Um, here in the U.S., there's issues with entanglement and lost discarded nets. In Europe and Asia, the reason we're working in Chile is because the country has given us the, kind of this tremendous opportunity and the environment and the people there are really have embraced this project and the fishermen are, are having a real collaborative effort with us to launch this program um, and to make it a success. And so we really selected the name Boreo in honor of those people. So Boreo comes from the Mapuche people, which are native people or Chile um, and their language, which is the Mapudangan language. And it actually means the waves. And for us, that was, you know, we like to say that it had some significance, one, because we're all surfers and grew up around the water. And Boreo is this idea of this wave of change. And then, you know, the bigger meaning there is that, you know, this idea that there's really an ocean of plastic right now. And every wave in the world starts somewhere with a small disturbance of the ocean, whether that be, you know, usually from a wind source that over time is growing into like a larger force. And so the idea is, okay, we're starting with this one idea and this one project, and through time and energy, we can put kind of real force behind this and show that this could be some wave of change for this issue. And that kind of had a lot of significance with us. And yeah, I mean, at the time, it was a small decision of what our name would be. And in the end, um, I think the team really came together on on a great name and something that we're proud of. And so like you mentioned, you started this whole process in Chile and you still are currently having your Net Positiva initiative there. Are you in the process of trying to expand this initiative to other locations around the world? Because obviously, yeah, it's a, it's a global issue. Yeah, I mean, I think that was certainly at the basis when we started. It was kind of like, okay, we'll be in Chile for three to six months and then we'll move on um, and keep that program stable there. Because that was the, always the idea is to have a sustainable program, not to go somewhere and do something for like a month or two and walk away and have the problem come back. One thing that we've definitely learned in the last two years was the scale of this issue um, and really the scale of the waste that's coming out of even just Chile. And um, because we've kind of put roots there, you know, Ben's living there full time. He has connections with all the fishermen there. We understand kind of the politics of it and we're figuring out the supply chain and the manufacturing what we're finding out is that we have a lot of room to grow within Chile. And, you know, our goal in the next couple of years, I'll say the midterm, the next two to three years, is really to make 
Net Positiva national program in Chile that runs the whole coast. I mean, we cover right now from north to south a, a pretty great distance, but there's a lot of individual communities in between that distance that haven't become a part of our program yet. And so the goal really is to make it a national program in Chile and then look at other places where we can have an impact. That said, we've definitely gotten involved with ideas and with projects here in California. We've run some recycling runs with the fishermen here where I'm currently based. Uh, we've also, you know, run some ideas and testing down with, with some friends at Sustainable Coastlines. Hawaii, Kahi Picaro there is a great friend. Um, we're connected in the kind of, I'd say, industry of people looking for solutions. There's a great initiative called the Global Ghost Gear Initiative through World Animal Protection. It's kind of connecting organizations around the world, doing kind of great things for the environment, specifically looking at keeping fishing nets out of the water, whether that be dive teams that are recovering them, collection programs like ourselves, um, or even the industry and, and wildlife teams that go out and you know either work in their subsector or work on rescuing animals. So initiatives like that kind of put, even though we're working just in Chile right now, put a real global kind of spin on the program. And there's definitely opportunity for us to grow beyond Chile in the, what I'll say the medium to long term. And so Boreo is a B Corp, and that means that you're really relying heavily on ethically conscious consumers. And I think over the last few years that you guys have been in business, you've definitely proved that there's a large marketplace of ethically conscious consumers that want to buy products like yours. Can you talk about the motivation to establish yourself as a B Corp and kind of what that means? Yeah, sure. I mean, so I think the market is is probably a result of being a B Corp. You know, we we like to say that um, we want to show this waste can be used as a high value product. We have a goal to make products that last a long time with end of life solutions. And because of that, I think we do attract your kind of eco conscious outdoor enthusiast, let's all call them. But we also attract people, you know, in the skateboard industry that you know, really want a different board or are interested in a quality product that maybe is different than anything on the market. Uh, being a B Corp has been a great experience. You know, there's a couple of probably some confusion there, but a benefits corporation itself is a company that sets itself up to make a commitment to other claims besides just profits, right? So if you think of a big corporation that just wants profit for their shareholders, as in a money, a financial return, what a B Corp does is it sets up a commitment, sorry, a benefits corporation sets up a commitment to say that there could be benefits beyond just money to shareholders and that being for the environment and social communities. And then B Corporation, which is um, an entity that kind of certifies B Corps, goes through a really an awesome, anyone can, can look it up, but really an awesome exercise to assess the impacts of a company. It's something that we've used to really help shape our company. But they look at your supply chain, your workers, your materials, your products, and they determine basically how conscious you are to the environment and to society. And so, yeah, we're, we're now a certified B Corp, so we've passed their assessment. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, we've really look at ourselves as running a pretty interesting model because Net Positiva itself, the recycling program in Chile, is operated a bit like a nonprofit where we have funding going in from ourselves and from the government of Chile, 
that funds community work and recycling initiatives, but it's not a nonprofit because we're connected to the front side of the business, which is wor working on marketing and developing solutions for the product. So in our eyes, it's really a win-win. You know, we're setting up a business that is sustainable and can show growth into the future while still benefiting kind of social and environmental programs. On your website, people can find not only skateboards, but lots of other different products like sunglasses and water bottles and utensils, all really cool stuff that all working towards the same goal of reducing plastic in our world and our, in our oceans. One initiative that you guys have that I think is really awesome that I believe kind of came after Net Positiva is Thread Positiva. Can yeah. you uh, explain what Thread Positiva is? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's not something that we, you know, certainly we're focused on hard goods, finding solutions for the fishing nets. But as as we're building a brand and have an audience, you know, we try to create influences that would affect those people's habits. So, you know, you mentioned the bottles and the cups being used to um, reduce single-use plastic. So kind of in encouraging people to always take a water bottle or a coffee mug so that you never have to create your own single-use plastic. The utensils would be used so that you can always refuse plastic forks and silverware. Um, obviously, we're straw-free. So if you're going to use a straw, use the stainless steel or a glass one, bring your own. Um, and then for, for the clothing, like our opinion there was to work with a local company that sources organic cotton stitches locally here in California. And the Thread Positiva side of it was there's something that that shirt gives back to, and that's the nonprofits that we work with. So, you know, a lot of the shirts right now, we make a donation to partner our partner at Save the Waves, which is an amazing team focused up um, in Northern California that is doing some great work around the world to look at conservation and protection of kind of critically endangered coastlines and you know obviously as surfers they were founded based on looking at areas where surfers go and enjoy like in Chile we have Punta de Lobos which is a famous surf break and is is now a victory for Save the Waves and Ramon Navarro a local surfer there and a, and a whole awesome network of people and so yeah we going beyond our net positiva program we look at partners like Save the Waves and the Five Gyres team and Surfrider sustainable surf, sustainable coastline, some of our partners around the world to look at, you know, how we can kind of influence their audience and, and hopefully even in a small way, because we are a small company, have a financial support that goes back to them out of our programs. Uh, and that's something that certainly we'd like to expand as as we show growth in the coming years. And so what is the best way for listeners to get their hands on, whether it's your skateboards or those other products, like I mentioned, that you guys have What's the best way for them to to get those? Yeah, sure. I would encourage them to check out. Um, we kind of always update our retailers online. We kind of promote local shopping. So encourage them to check out if there's a store in their local area, which, you know, I, I think we are still small. We have a pretty good footprint across, you know, the U.S. and several countries. We're in about 11 countries now. So if you can find a location that carries the products, definitely try to go in there and check them out. If they don't carry a product that you like on a website, maybe ask them to carry it because that always helps us. And you can always find our stuff through our online store as well. Yeah, and for a retailer as well that wants to have your products in their store, can, can they easily contact you guys through your website? Yeah, definitely. We're the, the contact information, the form on the website goes directly to our inboxes and we're good about responding there. We're active on Instagram and Facebook as well for any anyone that's 
uh, on social media. If you're not, then we're just jealous and we hope that you're enjoying the environment and waves and diving and swimming more than the rest of us. Yeah. Well, on that note, for listeners, when I post this podcast episode, I will be linking to Breo's website. So you guys can check that out. Find a local store near you that sells Breo products. And I'll also be linking to all their social media channels, like David just said. So for those of you that are on social media, like I am and Breo is, I'll be linking to their Facebook, Twitter, and Instagrams. They are super active on there. So you guys can give them a follow and see what they're all about. So David, I'd love to I'd like to thank you for all the work that you and the Breo team are doing for the ocean. I think the initiatives that you've started are absolutely amazing and totally spot on. So thank you for that and also thank you for being on the show today. I really enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, and thanks for having us, Allison. I would just leave with uh, a little bit of encouragement to understand that all the listeners may not be able to get involved in a program to recycle fishing nets, but you know we can all do our part in getting involved in local initiatives, whether it's beach cleanups or conservation efforts, and we just encourage people to do kind of the research on their own and figure out what's going on around them and try to get involved in those local efforts. Cool. Well, thanks so much. Yep. Thanks for having us on, Allison. You just heard David Stover, co-founder of Boreo Skateboards, a sustainably-minded company turning recycled fishing nets into skateboard decks. To learn more about the topics discussed in this podcast, visit my website at allisonrandolph.com and tune into next week's episode to hear another conversation between me and someone creating positive change for the ocean.